Welcome to Resource Sessions. I'm Gwendolyn Stirk of Stirk Family Law Group, and I'm honored and privileged today to have Carla Dumas of Foundation of Hope with me today. Welcome, Carla. How are you? I'm fantastic, Gwen. How are you today? And thank you so very much for this opportunity. Well, thank you for coming on. So it's January 2024, and your organization is being featured as our not-for-profit hero of the month. So tell us a little bit about Foundation of Hope. Well, actually, this is so perfect because it is the month of January that we were founded 13 years ago. So that we could, you couldn't have chosen a better month to uh, have me on, and I'm so grateful for it. Um, this organization is uh, was founded in my dining room, actually, at the dining room table. I had a few folks that I had a discussion with and told them what I wanted to do and asked them if they would be a part of it, and they all agreed. And so we started this organization at a dining room table in my home. And a, a Foundation of Hope was established 13 years ago so that we could address the major issue of financial illiteracy, particularly among women, youth, and young adults, but we're open to educate all who need our services. Mm -hmm. So our mission for Foundation of Hope is to promote economic security through financial literacy education. And what we do is we hold group sessions. We normally don't counsel people one-on-one, -on -one, but we try to connect with other organizations that cater to the same audiences and populations that we do. We collaborate together and I try to hold these, um, these sessions with groups as opposed to one-on-one. Sure. -on -one. Yes, ma'am. So give me an illustration of the type of things that you'd be covering in a financial literacy class or presentation? We cover stuff like credit, how to get your credit together. We're not credit counselors, however, but we do cover um, how to get your credit together. We also cover budgeting, how to save. We also talk about um, just the overall picture of having good sound uh, credit and just knowing what financial literacy is really all about, what it means to be financially literate. It doesn't mean that you have to have a lot of money, but right. what it does mean is that you know how to manage that. You know how to prepare a budget to keep your finances in order. Sure, and to be able to live within the means that you have, whatever that means may be. Absolutely. Whatever, yeah. those, whatever that means may be. That's correct. And you know, the other thing that I think is important is, is that we take the issue of credit and view it as an asset. You know, your credit score is one of the most valuable assets that you may have and possess. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And it's used for more than just buying a home or buying a car, but your credit is looked at and it's a reflection according to society of who you are, how credible you are, and how well you pay your bills overall. That's correct. And, you know, I think that it's important because I don't know that people are learning this stuff early on in their education. And yes, they might know some basics of what it looks like, but they don't know what it actually means to implement it. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. Yes, ma'am. And it's very difficult to do that. You know, and I find that just um, in divorce world, and it's kind of interesting and something that maybe everybody can relate to that is listening here today, is if you're going through a divorce, we now have a statewide form that has been created by the Illinois Supreme Court called the Financial Affidavit. And what that is, is it requires you to list your income, the deductions you have from that income, your expenses every month, and really give a totality and an analysis of all the assets and debts that you possess. 
And I will tell you, and it doesn't matter who's on what side, if it's a man, a woman, the age group, it's shocking to me how many people really have difficulty filling that out because they don't know. Is that your experience as well? Yes, I've actually had conversations with people who have unfortunately gotten divorced and it's mostly the women, to be quite honest. And I've talked to people who have said either divorce or their husband is deceased. And sure. they didn't know the first thing about even balancing a checkbook. Why? Because the, the, the husband or the, the other spouse was primarily responsible for all of the finances. And she didn't know the first thing to do. And I've had that to happen on several occasions where I've talked to people and they didn't know what to do because they weren't primarily or even involved in the family finances. It was mostly up to the husband. Right. So your foundation then really gives people the ability to whatever age you are, whatever your stage in life, really get educated about where to start. Absolutely. We have classes uh, even for middle school. So it goes from middle school all the way up to older adults. Sure. And I think that you know a lot of people are embarrassed, though about really trying to say and acknowledge and admit, I don't know, you know, I think uh, one out of every two people, and this is very interesting. So 50% of the people I talk to to do a consultation for a family law matter, don't know the financial side of the case. And I always say to people, I get it. You fell in that groove. You did your thing in the marriage. The other person might've handled the finances. Maybe you went out and worked and just turned over your wages but they just don't have a total picture. And so what a great opportunity for somebody who may not be in that family situation, but knows that they need to get a handle on this. One of the things that you just said that I can appreciate so much, and it's unfortunate that a lot of people are embarrassed. And I believe that's why a lot of times when we hold these classes, I mean, we've had classes in, in the library, we've gone to community centers and the crowd just isn't as large as I think it should be. And I believe primarily it's because either people think they have it all together, they are embarrassed, or they just don't want to know. But it goes to your point, I think that a lot of people are embarrassed because they don't know and they're too embarrassed to come and say, you know, I need this help. Right, but what they need to understand is, is taking that step is really, you know, just getting a handle and creating that list and, Hearing from somebody else to give them some pointers is really just going to empower them to move forward. You got to take the first step, right? Absolutely. And because we are objective, we don't judge, we don't know these people. All we care about is educating. All we care about is making sure that you know and that you understand. And taking that first step will help us accomplish that. Okay. So let's say that somebody's listening today and they say, you know what, guys, I'm. you're right. I my, maybe my spouse and I even together, we don't have a good handle on the operation of our family system, or I don't know what I have. Uh, I don't even know where to start. I feel paralyzed. Do they contact you? How do they get a hold of you to take that first step? They can go to our Facebook page, or preferably they can send us an email at info, I-N-F-O, at foundationofhopeinc.org. I-N-F-O at F-O-U-N-D-A-T-I-O-N-O-F-H-O-P-E-I-N-C dot org. 
and just put in the information. And we're actually also looking for board members. If someone listening and they feel that they could be an asset to the organization and share like passions, by all means, please reach out to us and let us know. Sure. Now, you know, there's, so there might be people that need the services and then people want to get involved. And let's say somebody says, well, you know, maybe a board membership is for me, or maybe I can lend a hand in some way. What kind of support, give us the different ways that individuals can help support your not-for-profit. Well, we're looking to expand and we want to form uh, committees. So we're looking for people to help chair these committees. And even on our board, we're looking for people that, again, are like-minded and have a passion for financial literacy, has some experience with working with nonprofits, but not absolutely necessary. Those are the folks that we are looking for, people that have the same heart that we have to teach financial literacy. Do you have any events or promotions going um, in the next few months with regard to your organization that people might want to get involved with? Yes, ma'am. We don't have the final details just yet, but we are preparing to have a few um, workshops in April, which is considered Financial Literacy Month. Okay. So that's kind of my favorite month of the year for the purpose of this organization, because we get a chance to do workshops and reach out to other organizations. And even if we don't work with other organizations, we form these events on our own, just my board. We go out to community centers. We may have something at the library. So it just depends on the availability of space. Uh, we don't necessarily have to collaborate with other organizations, but we would love to do that because we can reach a broader audience. Excellent. So if somebody wants to get that information, they'll be able to see that on your Facebook page then for Foundations of Hope. Yes, once we get the details finalized, we will certainly post it on our website. And again, they can also reach out to us via email and um, send an email. We'd be more than happy to respond and answer any questions that, um, that may be asked of us. You know, and I think that's important for the person listening today who knows, you know, maybe it was their New Year's resolution this year to get their financial paperwork in order, right? And yes. you got financial paperwork and it's just sitting there in a heap, for lack of a better word, and you need to organize it and you need to sort it through. So they can send you an email and you can uh, talk to them and touch base with them, right, to kind of give them their next step. For sure. Yes, ma'am. And then, once, as I said earlier, you know, we work in groups. So, I mean, if someone is interested and once we, you know, get and it doesn't have to be a large group, we'll work with a group as small as three or five. But we just want to be able to get the information out. So, yes, they can contact us and we'll reach out and we'll go from there. Excellent. Well, if you're listening today, you have an opportunity here. Pick up the phone or send an email. Go on the Facebook page communicate and take that first step today to empower yourself to be able to get to the level of having better financial information and integrity going forward, understanding your credit score, how to balance your checkbook, how to look at your investments, what to do for retirement, all these items. And again, you're right and so right. Um, Carla, I think it's important that people know it doesn't matter your economic circumstances. You've got to get this in line. And when you're able to empower yourself, you'll move forward in a positive way. Any last thoughts or comments you have for us today, Carla? No, I just want to encourage the audience that's listening today not to be embarrassed, but to reach out to us because we all have to take a first step in something. And mine may be fear. Yours may be financials, financial literacy, whatever it is. Please take the first step and let Foundation of Hope work with you and try to improve your overall economic security. 
Well, thank you for all that you do. We really appreciate it. Thank you for having me today, Wayne. God bless you. I appreciate it so much. You too. Take care. Take care now.